Welcome, all you blokes and chillers, to the Sport Shack from the Gold Coast, Australia. In the Sport Shack this week, we're going to talk about some of the sporting topics of the week and go back in time with some of our favourite sporting memories from the past as well as the news and events, music and film, and lots more. And all from and with our great mate, Paul Tonner. We acknowledge the Ugambe people, past and present, the traditional custodians of this land, of the Gold Coast, we thank the Yogambe people for the opportunities to do this podcast on their land. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Sports Shack. I hope you are well and have had a great sporting week. Hello Glenn. I'm all. I'm lost here. It's time for the cursor on the computer. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's all good. Instead, this week instead of being the Gold Coast, it should have been the cold, cold coast. Cold coast, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had some last few days been a bit chilly, hasn't it? Yeah. But then when people complain about the cold, I tell them, well, that's nothing compared to where I was last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where it barely got above six degrees. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I, but I woke up this morning and uh, guess what? Uh. The Gold Coast Marathon's on. Yeah. Finally. Uh, After yeah. three years. Hasn't been on last year. It just seems like yesterday. Like we were here this time last year. Yeah. It, yeah and it was cancelled at the 11th hour, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. After, after the council and the organisers have spent so much money in. Yeah. Setting <laughs> everything up. The um, the state government pulled the pin. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. all went into lockdown, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. I remember um, I came over and came into the sports shack and you gave me the scoop. Yeah. But it was all go this morning. Yeah. Yeah, the poor buggers running in the rain. Yeah. Yeah, I've got better things to do with my Saturday morning. <laughs> and I'll be out there again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, but no, good to see it's on again. And yeah. after the last two years, has you know, been called off after COVID. And yeah. Yeah, it's a massive event for the Gold Coast. A, I think it's about $4 million to set up. Oh, I'd believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, to have it pulled by the by the Queensland government, mm. you know, well, that money's not going to return. Yeah, that's right. So whether the, the organisers were compensated or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah but honestly, I would have just changed it. Yeah, you know, just had... No spectators. Yeah, still have support there, but mm. under certain conditions, but yeah, not to pull it all together. Yeah. 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 So, how's your week been? Um, yeah, fairly quiet. Yeah. Yeah, just cruising along. Yeah, you got a big slap of the week? Yeah. Hit yeah. me with it. Netflix. Yeah, was that? Being the biggest streamer. <laughs> Yeah, TV of TV shows, but having pretty shit content. Excuse the French, but yeah. And then um, I ended up cancelling my subscription, and they said, "Oh, yeah, yeah, your, your account will be deleted on the yeah certain date." Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I got to watch a day or two of it, and then they locked me out. Well, and truly before the. Oh really? The um, me paid time is up. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then I want to introduce ads and stuff like that. So, oh, God. Well, I went to go watch it the other day, and yeah, it was um, someone had said it to French. And I couldn't work out how to set it back to English. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd. Don't get to watch enough of it, really. I've got an account with it, but yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't mind it. There's some good things on there, but I just find it takes me away from things that I, I should be doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah now I've got to um, stand. Yeah, which I find that's a lot. Yeah, I couldn't easier. get in the stand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I only got it to watch. Um, Oh, this is about four years ago to watch the the Wolf Creek series. Because oh, yeah. you could only watch it on Stan. Yeah. Um, yeah, just couldn't get into any of the other shows. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's the own, but... Yeah. 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 So how was your week? Oh, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, up and down, you know. Um, yeah, like... Uh, I got a bit of a slap too. Yeah. <laughs> I, went to, yeah. <laughs> I went to go and get my contact lenses, ordered my contact lenses at the shop yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's like $100 more if I order it um, in the shop yeah. compared to ordering it on, online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And when I order it online, a lot of the times that, you know, the well, last time it – didn't turn up. Yeah. So, yeah, that just doesn't make sense to me. How can it be like a hundred dollars more? <laughs> like, <laughs> just ordering it online yeah. for the sake of it. Yeah. yeah. So, oh well. So did you order online or you went for the shop? Yeah, had to. Yeah. 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 So hopefully it turns up. Not like last time when I was without it for about a month. Yeah. Yeah, but I've, I've got the Where's Wally glasses on today. Yeah. Mm. And also the Palaszczuk government's in bit of hot water. Yeah, what, what's that about? Uh, yeah, it, it's just over there. Way they're handling the 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 governing Queensland. Yeah. Yeah, you know, corruption and, mm. you know, sometimes, yeah, you know, the mates, work for mates and stuff like that. Oh yep. yeah, yeah. Which also happened in the um, Jobiocchi Peter, Peterson, yeah. yeah, during his time. Mm. But see, yeah. it's similar times, really, because they got no opposition. That's why they're yeah. both parties have been in power for so long. Yeah, because you know? they can do whatever they want, can't they? Yeah, basically. Yeah. No, my my week's been okay. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Can't complain. That's good. Yeah. But anyway, we'll talk about some winners for the week. And, oh, it started off well. The New South Wales Blues had a good win in State of Origin too. Yeah. Yeah, I I, um, must have given them some good luck. The score was only 14-12 at half time. And I, I, I turned it on at the start of the second half. And yeah, they ran riot. Yeah. Won forty four points to twelve and but anyway, they've still got to win that game up here in a few weeks and that's gonna be a big ask. Yeah. So not getting too excited about that win, but was good to see them have a win. 
Anyway. Yep. Yeah. And another winner, the England cricket team. Yeah, winning the series against New Zealand. 3-0 and Johnny Bairstow, he's just in red-hot form. And Joe Root, yeah, just scoring centuries galore. And, uh, yeah, that was a big result. And, yeah, the uh, NRL round for this, it's called the Beanie for Brain Cancer. And they have it yeah. one round every year. And, yeah, so what, what happens, they raise money by selling beanies and... Yeah, um, yeah. One uh, former uh, player, Mark Hughes, he played for Newcastle and New South Wales. Very, yeah. very good player um, back yeah. in the nineties and two thousands. Yeah. yeah, he uh, had brain cancer. Yeah, and, yeah he started yeah. the charity. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. I've seen the ads on TV. Mm, it's a wonderful cause. Yeah. But it's it's at, apparently I heard out of all the cancers, it's got the highest death rate. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a real survivor, Mark Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, guys like that, you know, they really deserve a lot of rec- recognition. And yeah. Yeah. And the Aussie cricket team, oh, they had a big win over Sri Lanka in the first test in Gaul. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan Lyon got nine wickets and got some handy runs. <laughs> the test yeah. was all over in under three days. Yeah. The ball was just turning like a Hop. Yeah. Yeah, Travis Head, he's just a part-time off-spinner, and he got like four for ten or something. Yeah. And he was turning the ball at right angles. Yeah. yeah. And Cameron Green in that test match, the Aussie all-rounder, scoring a very handy 77 runs on a difficult pitch. And, yeah, a big winner is uh, Indian batsman last night, uh, Rishant Paint. He's just a oh, – when he gets going, he gets going. That was probably one of the greatest innings of all time. He yeah. scored about 144 runs. Yeah. Came in when India were in all sorts of trouble against England. Um, yeah, scored a brilliant century yeah. off about 110 balls. But see, this is the uh, the final test match from the series last year. Yeah. Because what happened, see, England played India in England last year in the final test match was called off a few hours before it started because some of the Indian coaching staff had come down with COVID. So, yeah, they've gone back to play the final test <laughs> 12 months later. Yeah. England have got a new captain and India have got a new coach and England have got a new coach. and Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, I just thought, what, what are England playing India for? They just played them last year. And, yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, just finishing. I wasn't wasn't aware they were going to finish that test match off, that test series. But in my losers column, I've got yeah. the Matildas, the Aussie female soccer team. They got thrashed at the start of this week by Spain 7-0. And, yeah, they're just, you know, rudderless without Sam Kerr. Yeah, yeah. she's basically the whole side. So, um, yeah, they really have fallen away, you know, in the past four years. And it was all all started when they got rid of that coach who was doing a wonderful job. Yeah. Alan Stajic, I think yeah. his name is. Yeah. And uh, so they, yeah, Australian soccer basically needs to give himself an uppercut for getting rid of it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, another loser I have, and this really pisses me off this, 
state of origin players who are being allowed to play for Tonga and Samoa in the World Cup at the end of the year. Yeah. That is just totally wrong. Yeah. You know, because if you're playing, because basically, and, and it's always been like this, that the state of origin, like I said, it's New South Wales and Queensland, the best players from each state, and the best players from that series make up the Australian team. And it's always been that way. Yeah. So, you know, they can't allow, like, um, players who want to play for other countries play state of origin. It's yeah. just totally wrong. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just totally disagree with that. Um, yeah, Nick Kyrgios at Wimbledon. Yeah, putting on a spit the dummy show again, oh, spitting shit. towards a fan that was heckling him. Yeah. And, yeah, but he's a he's a regular in our losers column, basically, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, pardon me. And yeah. another regular in our losers column, the Gold Coast Titans, flogged yeah. by Newcastle again last night. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm I'm really concerned about when they bring this extra team in next year. Yeah, Redcliffe comes in because. I just don't think there's enough good quality players in the competition Yeah, make up 17 teams. And we're yeah. going to get these blowout score lines. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've always been a fan of relocation. Yeah. Yeah, rather than, you know. Yeah, that's great they've got an extra team in Brisbane. Should have been there years ago. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I think it should have been more, more of a relocation than a – yeah, brand new franchise anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, talk about some sports news from around the globe now. So as, as I was saying before, Wimbledon is underway for this year. And Novak Djokovic, he's two Grand Slams behind the great Rafa Nadal. And, yeah, so, yeah, if he doesn't win Wimbledon, and he's been a regular winning Wimbledon, Novak Djokovic, in recent, yeah. for the past 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to make it very hard to catch up to Rafael, Rafael Nadal. I think uh, Rafa's on 22 Grand Slams and yeah. Djokovic is on 20. But see, uh, Djokovic, he's, he won't be allowed to play in the US Open, which yeah. is the next made Grand Slam event. Oh, yeah. He's anti-vaccination. And yeah, so... No sympathy for him. And Serena Williams, she's gone. Yeah, yeah she got knocked out in the uh, first round. So, yeah, apparently, like, she's 40 years of age now. Yeah. And her first um, first time she played in Wimbledon, it was 1998. So yeah. we're going back 22 years ago. Yeah. Incredible. And uh, we're going to talk about some incredible American athletes today, and she's right up there. I've never been a fan of her, as yeah. you know, but yeah, yeah, but geez, you can't you can't knock her performance yeah. over the years. And the Tour de France it will begin in the Danish capital of Copenhagen this Friday. Yeah, it was supposed to start there last year, but got postponed because of COVID. Mm. Uh, former. F- Formula One driver. Do you remember this guy, Glenn? Nelson Piquet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is he Brazilian? Oh, I wouldn't know off my heart, but yeah. Yeah, no, I remember him. I think he was. Yeah. yeah. He's been condemned for a racial slur on uh, Lewis Hamilton. 
and he's been forced to apologise and, yeah, so there's, you know, yeah, very um, sad that that's happened. There's no, yeah, very sad and, yeah, he has come out and apologised but still, you know, no time for that, definitely. And uh, Carson Pickett. So, yeah, I haven't heard of this lady, but, uh, yeah, she's very inspirational. She's become the first player with a limb difference to play for the US women's national soccer team. Yeah. Yeah, she played in their 2-0 win over Colombia, and she was born without part of her left arm. So that's, uh, that's a great achievement. Yeah. Yeah. There was a cricketer, the only one I can think of, there was a cricketer back in the 80s, and he, yeah. was, a, he was a good left-arm fast bowler for Pakistan. Yeah. Uh, Azim Hafiz, I think his name was. Yeah. Yeah, and he was born with, uh, without several fingers. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, went on to have a good career. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so this weekend, well, it's just in two more days from now, it's Independence Day yeah. on the 4th of July celebrations in America. Yeah. Yes, I've got the American flag here. Happy Independence Day. Yeah, Paul's wave and the stars and stripes are out. Yeah. yeah. On the 4th of July. Oh, I love the American anthem. We had, um, many years ago, we had a exchange student from America yep. um, stay with us. Oh, okay. And she arrived, actually, um, it would have been on the 2nd of February. Not, not the 2nd of February, the 2nd of... Um, July and and they also realised it was the people organising the hosting and that yeah and bringing them over that it was the fourth of July so yeah in a short period of time they um organised fourth of July celebrations yeah oh, that's so great all got to go there well it's yeah. one one thing I've really admired with the Americans just their patriotism yeah you know, and um, yeah. Do you know whereabouts in America she was from? Or? I think Texas. Oh, yep. She was a Texan. I know a Texan. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the time, her father was the secretary of the secretary of the president. Really? Yeah. Gosh. I think I think that's right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, they were pretty, yeah, really nice, nice bunch of people. Yeah. Okay. And got them really well, them, and... That's great. Have, yeah. have you been to America before? No. Nah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I went there in 1999, uh, yeah. just before I went and played that season in, in the UK. Yeah. And, um, oh, great place. Yeah. But, oh, boy, geez, they're big meals there. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I went um, to LA and Disneyland and... Down to San Diego, yeah. into Phoenix, and went on a big Kentucky tour yeah. around the West Coast there, and over to uh, 
Las Vegas and Grand Canyon. It was snowing in the Grand Canyon when I was there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Grand Canyon's just amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I'd love to go back there again one day. Yeah. And San Francisco, just wonderful city. Yeah. You know, Golden Gate Bridge. And yeah. Yeah, went to Alcatraz and... Yeah, and then went to Florida. That was brilliant. Went out to the, to the Space Center and yeah. and uh, went to Miami. There's a lot of beautiful women in Miami, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, went to New York too. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, fascinating place, but it's a bit different in a way, you know, because you've got to tip everywhere you go. Yeah. And that gets a bit much, the tipping. Yeah. Yeah, you got a tip for this, tip for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, hope to go back there again one day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, because of the fact that um, it's Independence Day, the 4th of July celebrations, and the fact we have many listeners from the USA, there's no better time to celebrate and talk about some of the greatest American sports people over the past 50 years. And there's cert- certainly been many. Yeah, so when you think of American sports people, Glenn, what comes to your mind? Well, I didn't realise this until I was searching it this morning. Yeah. But Bruce Lee. Is he American, was he? Yeah. Oh, right. No, he was born in Hong Kong and then moved to America. Yeah. Yeah, to do his um, martial arts and that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's my drink bottle hitting the okay. deck. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's just to do with. And that's, you know, that's um, very common, isn't it, for so many athletes to, you know, from other countries to yeah. end, up, end up in America, you know, representing America. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he yeah. came over. And Wayne, Wayne Gretzky is a Canadian ice hockey player that. Yeah, some people classify him as American, but it's like Russell Crowe here. You know, yeah. he's a New Zealander, but yeah. we tend to claim him as Australian. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. Spent so much time here. Australian, yeah, New Zealand band sort of use Australia as a um, skipping stone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they come from New Zealand, established in Australia, then they go overseas. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, they come to Australia. We we um. We, you know, claim them. It's yeah. like um, Crowded House. You heard of Crowded House? Oh, yeah. When they were, um, yeah, because they've, they've had um, a few member changes, but there's always been Nick Seymour and, um, uh, <laughs> not Tim Finn, um, Neil Finn. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but when they were inducted into the, um, American, no, the Australian Music Hall of Fame, at the time their keyboard and player and drummer were from America. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so um, at the time, so, yeah, it was American, Australian band, yeah, from but New Zealand as well. Yeah. But now that um, Neil Finn's to to Neil Finn's two sons are in the band playing drums and mm. guitar. Yeah. yeah. They were actually performing in that 
big concert in England last weekend. Yeah, yeah it's um, it's on the south coast there in England. I remember when it was on there in 2007 when I was there. Yeah. Yeah, it was on the news and they were one of the acts. They yeah. had Diana Ross and um, Paul McCartney was playing, you know, yeah. 80 years of age, still sounding great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bruce Springsteen and, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's oh, Gal, oh, I forget what it's called. But, um, yeah, it's it's every year, like, really big concert they have. It's outdoors. And, yeah. Mm. Any other American sports people that uh, um. come to your mind that you really – have really enjoyed over the years. And yeah, well, yeah, well, I'm really for, for, uh, for, uh, I'm more tongue-tied today. Um, yeah, not really, haven't really followed the American mm. sports much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, with myself, like early on, you know, I was familiar with, uh, you know, the, unless you know Muhammad Ali, <laughs> probably one of his greatest fans, you know. I just adore the bloke. Uh, John McEnroe, and Jimmy Connors and Chris yeah. Everett. I remember them playing yeah. tennis in the 70s, yeah. early 80s. And, you know, Chris Everett you know, having that um, rivalry with Martina Navratilova. And, you know, John McEnroe with his rivalry with Beyond Borg and Jimmy Connors. And yeah. I'll never forget that 1980 Wimbledon final. When uh, John McEnroe was playing Beyond Borg, yeah, some people, you know, to this day say it's the greatest tennis match ever. Yeah. Um, but in later years, yeah, mainly Math- uh, Michael Phelps and uh, Tom Brady and Stephen Curry, yeah, yeah. Basically, a lot of my, fa- you know, what I'm familiar with American sports people, it's mainly through the Olympics and. You know, gen- generally there's four big sports in America. So you've got the American football, baseball, basketball and ice hockey. Um, so, yeah, most of the names, you know, I've, I've never even heard of them. You know, there's a, a couple every now and then that stand out. And However, you know, most of the ones I'm familiar with, uh, you know, in other sports, mainly golf and tennis and swimming and track and field. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, Oh, yeah, but you could just go on all day, you know, they're just a powerhouse. And, yeah. you know, last week we were talking about, you know, the America's Cup and, yeah, like uh, why it took so long to be able to, for someone to beat them. Like, what was yeah. it, 132 years? 140. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just amazing, eh? Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to the quiz now. It's quiz time. So with the quiz this week, yeah, we've got some, we've got five questions. So the first three questions are multiple choice. So here we go. So question one, LeBron James is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. How many NBA championships has he won in his illustrious career? So is it A, two, B, four, C, five? We're going to do the, yeah, yeah. the countdown? Yeah, read the question again. Oh, you want me to read it again? Okay. Yeah, twice and then the thinking music. Right. LeBron James is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. How many NBA championships has he won in his illustrious career? Okay, and the answer is B, 
four. All right, question two. Floyd Mayweather is one of the greatest boxers of all time with a career spanning 21 years and he was undefeated. How many major world championships did he win? So was it A, 15, B, 8, C, 5? So I'll read that again. Floyd Mayweather is one of the greatest boxers of all time with his career spanning 21 years and he was undefeated. How many major world championships did he win? Was it A, 15, B, 8 or C, 5? And the answer is A, 15. Bless my soul. 15 major world championships. Gosh. Okay, question three. Tennis great Serena Williams has won how many Grand Slam singles titles? Is it A, 20, B, 23, C, 18? So I'll read that again. Tennis great Serena Williams has won how many Grand Slam singles titles? Is it A, 20, B, 23, or C, 18? And the answer is B, 23. Phenomenal effort. Right, question four. So, this one isn't a multiple jo- uh, choice. So, name the former tennis great who won 18 Grand Slam singles titles and migrated from Czechoslovakia to the US. So, name the former tennis great. So, she's a female tennis player, former female tennis player, and she won 18 Grand Slam singles titles and migrated from Czechoslovakia to the US? Yeah. Hit the answer. Right. <laughs> I'm up in Berlin. Right. It's uh, Martina Navratilova. Yeah. yeah. Right. Question five. Last one. Uh, NFL quarterback Brett Favre plays for what team? I think I'll pronounce that right, Favre. Okay, so he plays for either A, the LA Rams, B, Dallas Cowboys, or C, the Green Bay Packers. So NFL quarterback Brett Favre plays for what team? A, LA Rams, B, Dallas Cowboys, or C, the Green Bay Packers. And the answer is... See the Green Bay Packers. That's the uh, team the great Vince Lombardi was yeah. the coach of. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. He's um, Wayne Bennett's idol, that guy. Yeah. He got a lot of his coaching methods from that from that man. Yeah. In the Super Bowl, it's called the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Rightio. Yeah, okay, um, before we move on, yeah. I just wanted to say about our national broadcaster, ABC, turning 90 on Thursday. Oh, really? And they were talking about ABC Sport on how it, it's responsible for bringing more attention to the female sports yeah. like netball. Yeah, other sports never... Really got mainstream 
um, promotional you know, awareness. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so yeah, because of the ABC they went for the yeah, the women's sport like netball and, and that. Yeah. And even bowls and things like that, which I think they call it hijack or something like that. Oh yep, the lawn bowls. Yeah, which yep. yeah, brings it on to to um to be known more around the Australia and the world. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we don't see a lot of those other sports they used to have on there years ago, like the snooker and yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. This week's Who Am I? Okay, so this week we're going to we've got a swimmer for our Who Am I? Right, so she's uh, very recent. So I was born in Washington, D.C. in 1997, and I'm an American swimmer. I made my international debut at just 15 years of age at the 2012 London Olympics, where I won the women's 800 metres freestyle. I've won six Olympic individual gold medals and 13 world championship individual gold medals. I'm considered as one of the greatest Olympians and the greatest female swimmer of all time. I hold the world record in the 800 metres and the 1500 metres freestyle and was a former world record holder in the 400 metres. I was named the United States Olympic Committee Female Athlete of the Year in 2013, 2016, 2017 as well and Sportswoman of the Year in 2017. My name is... And she has a big uh, rivalry with uh, her own Ariane Titmus. Yeah. Yep, that's another hint for you. And then the name will be revealed at the end of this episode. Okay. Where are they now? Okay, so this week, you know, I was thinking about who we'll have, you know, because there's so many great American athletes. Yeah. And... I came across this guy, and I've, I don't think I've ever heard of him, but geez, he's a household name in America, yeah. and his name's Bo Jackson. Have you heard of him yeah, before? I've of, yeah, I've heard of him. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, so he's, he's a, he was a uh, baseballer and yeah. American footballer. Yeah. Yeah, just incredible, you know, and... Uh, yeah, so we'll look into his story now, Mr. Bo Jackson. So, Bo Jackson was born in Birmingham, Alabama, in 1962. Yeah, sorry, Glenn, what what, what do you know about Bo Jackson? Where, where had you oh, heard of him yeah, before? Yeah. Oh, just for the news and radio. Yeah. Yep. I, haven't, I haven't followed him or anything like that. Mm. But I have known of him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of Australians wouldn't have heard of him because, you know, we, yeah, unless you really follow American sport, yeah. you know, you, you wouldn't have heard really about him. Yeah. Because, you know? <coughs> yeah, most of the knowledge we have of American sports people are, you know, and as I was saying before, in tennis and swimming and track and field, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, this guy is really interesting. And so he's born in Birmingham, Alabama in 1962 and he's American former professional baseball and American football player and he's the only professional in history to be named an all-star in both baseball and football. So that's incredible because, yeah. you know, you think about 
what that would be like here today. So that would be like someone playing cricket for Australia and then playing like state of origin for New South Wales or Queensland yeah. pretty much at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So according to uh, Joel in Al.com, Jackson's achievement in multiple sports has given him the reputation as one of the greatest athletes of all time. And ESPN named him as the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah. So he was the face of the successful marketing campaign, the Nike series, Bo Knows. And, yeah, I've put on the Facebook page um, some of those ads. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk a bit more about it later on, but um, yeah, they're great, great TV commercials. Yeah. yeah. So Jackson, when interviewed by Noah Kagan, mentioned that he was one of 10 children in a three bedroom house raised by his mother. Now, family had no running hot water and he had to go to school barefoot in the snow because he had no shoes. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so he didn't, his mum worked two jobs too, apparently. Um, so he, he didn't receive his first pair of a pair of shoes until he was seven years of age. Yeah. And he grew, grew up in a poor neighbourhood. And, yeah, he's, Jackson said he was a quiet kid, mainly due to a speech impediment he had as a kid. Yeah, so, you know, he didn't want to speak much, you know, and he always would go to the back of the of the line or back of the class. So, he, yeah. you know, he was too embarrassed to talk. Yeah. Yeah, so Jackson has always wanted to help people out because of all the people who helped his mother out when he was a kid. At times, the family had nothing to eat except cornbread. Now, his mother was responsible for Jackson's good morals and values and was a strict disciplinarian. So, yeah. What are your views on uh, strict, discipline, strict discipline, Glenn? Like, I know, you know, back when we were young, we were much younger. Yeah, it was much more enforced, but yeah. not as much these days. Yeah. Do, do you find that? Yeah, well, it, if it's, I believe that if it's something that needs to be um, put through fairly urgent, that's possibly life-threatening to the child, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I've, I've seen... You know, kids, ten year old, even ten year old, disobey a mother, mm. and just decide to cross the road. In you know, we got not holding a mother's hand, and yeah, you know, that not not everyone stops at the traffic lights. Yeah, people, yeah, you, know, you have to be alert all the time. So, yeah, you know, depending on what it is, how you handle it, how you. Handle the follow up. So if you do have to, yeah, punish your child, yeah, quickly and hard. Mm. But then, you know, when everything settles down, just talk them through why, why, um, yeah, the why the punishment had to go that way. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I don't believe that. Yeah, just whacking the child and hoping it learns and that. You know. The child has to learn why. Did you ever put your kids in the naughty corner? <laughs> no, 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 not really. I used to watch this show before Olivia was born. It was called um, The Super Nanny. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? Is that I, that pommy lady and yeah. she'd go into homes in, in England and yeah. America and help out 
couples who are, you know, whose yeah. kids were out of control. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, yeah, this Bo Jackson, oh boy, he didn't pull any punches with his kids. Yeah. Far out. Yeah, because um, one thing he wanted to install in his kids is, you know, because he's very well off now and, he, you know, he, he wanted to make the point to them that because you live in a rich neighbourhood, yeah. doesn't give you the right to, you know, just do whatever you like yeah. and disrespect the rules yeah. and what goes on in the house, you know. Because one thing Bo Jackson didn't like was his kids just dumping their clothes and all that on the floor. Yeah. And then one day he said to his kids, you know, if you kids drop those your clothes on the floor again, don't pick them up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so fed up with it, yeah. and uh, one day, no, it was the next day. Yeah, so his son comes home, and uh, no, yeah, he, he, yeah, he, um, yeah, his son, his son comes home, and and then Bo Jackson goes and gets him, yeah. and tells him to come out, you know. And, have a look out the backyard. Yeah. What do you see? And his son goes, oh, nothing. Yeah. And Bo Jackson goes, you see that smoker over there? And his son goes, yeah, so what? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you Bo Jackson says to him, you know, is there something you remember that I told you yesterday? And he goes, uh, oh, I'm not sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you said if um, – I'll put my clothes on the floor again. Yeah, you'd burn them. <laughs> and Bo Jackson goes, yep, well, there it is. See that smoker? Come over here. Your clothes are in there. <laughs> and his son gets his stick and he's looking and, yeah. And, uh, but no, he, was, he just found that, you know, um, he believes that the mother is the boss of the house and the father's just the enforcer. Yeah. yeah, but he got those values from his mother. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah, Jackson wanted to go to college as a kid, and at college he excelled in baseball, football, and athletics. In sportscasting.com, Jackson said his most significant achievement was academics, not sports. In 1982, Jackson was selected by the New York Yankees in the second-round draft. However, he chose to attend Auburn University on a football scholarship because of a promise to his mother that he would go and get a college degree. Jackson played as a running back, and in 1985, when he finished his career at Auburn with 5, uh, sorry, 4,575 all-purpose yards and 45 total touchdowns, so that's 6.6 yards per carry average, Jackson was ranked number eight on ESPN's top 25 players in college football history list. Now, at Auburn University, he ran the 100 metres, get ready for this, 10.39 seconds. Yeah. That's quick. Yeah. He also ran the 100 yards in 9.54 seconds. Jackson excelled at track and field at college and was a sprinter, hurdler, jumper, thrower and decathlete. Now, he was, in fact, a two-time decathlete, decathlon state champion. He, now, before that, he didn't even know what a decathlon was. Yeah. Yeah. He had this coach one day come and say, yeah, you know, track and field coach, oh, you should go on the decathlon. And um, 
Bo Jackson goes, oh, what the hell's that? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so he was considered, he considered a career in track and field. However, it would not give him the financial security which the uh, Major League Baseball and the NFL could provide. So, yeah, that's the same as what happens here. You know, a lot of our athletes, you know, track and field and, um, you know, basketball, they, they go to Aussie Rules yeah. and the NRL because, you know, it's more money. Yeah. yeah. Now, Jerry Knack in Los, uh, in Las Vegas Raiders mentioned that Jackson ran 4.12 seconds for the 40-yard dash. It was the fastest time ever recorded in NFL combined history. So baseball scouts noticed him in 1985 and one scout believed that Jackson could have been one of the all-time greats, barring injuries. Now Jake D'Agostino in the Bleacher Report mentions that Jackson was critical of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who he believed tried to sabotage his baseball career. Yeah, yeah he was really pissed off with them. He, he decided to sit a season out because he just refused to have anything to do with them. Yeah. And the Kansas City Royals, they selected Jack Jackson in the fourth round of the 1986 draft. He was draft, drafted 183rd by the Los Angeles Raiders after their concerns that he's... Major League Baseball career would interfere with his football career. However, according to J.R. Malabanan in ClutchPoints.com, Raiders owner Al Davis was a fan of Jackson and was open to him playing football and baseball at the same time. Now, Jackson signed a five-year, $7.4 million contract with the agreement that he can play the entire baseball season with the Royals and would join the Raiders once the uh, MLB mm. yeah, season concluded. So, yeah, he didn't get much time to rest, did he? Uh. But this is what rugby league players would do. They'd yeah. play, you know, the season in Australia, and then straight after that they'd go play the season in England. Yeah. How they did that, I'll never know. Yeah. But, yeah, they have their season over summer now, so... Yeah, so Jackson was given the highest salary of any non-quarterback player in NFL history at the time. Now, Jackson excelled in both sports and made all-star appearances, picking MVPs and endorsement deals. So MVPs are most uh, valuable players, you know, like man of the matches. Yeah. So in American football, Jackson could run a 90-yard touchdown during a game. He had great speed, size and athleticism. Now Jackson is the only player to have run a 90-yard touchdown twice in a season. Now, is it a plane? Is it a bird? No, it's Super Bowl. That's uh, what many people would say. Uh, and the commentators as well. Yeah. So Jackson encouraged his coach to let him jump over defensive and offensive lines because of his high jump abilities when he was at school. Now, a hip injury put an end to Jackson's football career in 1990 after only four seasons in a game during the Raiders' playoff win over the Bengals. Now, according to Brian uh, Dardo in CBSSports.com, Jackson averaged 5.4 yards per carry during his four seasons with the Raiders and is tied with Hall of Fame 
Famer Jim Brown for the highest career yards per carry average for running backs. Now, Jackson then focused on his baseball career. So that was good that he had that to fall back on, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. However, because of his hip injury, which required surgery and rehabilitation, the Kansas City Royals released Jackson. Now, the Chicago White Sox then offered him a three-year deal worth $700,000 a year. And then with the California Angels, who he signed with and played 75 games for in 1994. Now, the, I actually remember this now. In the news, yeah, the 1994-95 baseball strike cut short his baseball career Uh. and he decided to retire at the age of 32. I just remember that baseball strike at the time, yeah. Um, But the name, you know, uh, Bay Jackson never occurred to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, his Major League Baseball achievements included the 1989 All-Star and All-Star MVP, 1993 uh, all Comeback of the Year award. Now, Jackson totaled 141 home runs in his eight-year MLB career and 415 RBIs. So that's the number of runners who scored due to your um, your hit, walk or sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah, so he really valued um, his teammates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really respected them and really, um, yeah, acknowledged teamwork. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, he always he's always said that, you know, his teammates are the main reason for his success, one of his main reasons. Yeah. Yeah, <coughs> pardon me. So during the peak of his professional sports career, he was endorsed by Nike and was involved in the popular marketing campaign called Bo Nose, which was a campaign for a new Nike air trainer, which was a cross-training shoe that was the first of its kind. Now, the TV commercials show Jackson attempting to take up a whole heap of sports such as tennis, ice hockey, golf, motor racing, and even playing blues music with Bo Diddley. Yeah. Yeah, you should see that ad. <laughs> I just put it on this morning. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, Jackson also featured in many video games and has his own game called Bo Jackson's Hit and Run, a game which featured both baseball and football. Now, Jackson was just six credits short of his graduation when he left college to pursue his professional sports career. So he decided to go back to college to complete his degree. This was to help him in his life now that he was retired and fulfil the promise to his mother who passed away towards the end of his professional sports career. So Jackson told the New York Times that by completing his degree, it was the last piece of the puzzle, quote, to where I feel like I'm a complete person, end of quote. In 1995, Jackson earned his Bachelor of Science degree in Family and Child Development at Auburn. Yeah. So what what are your opinions on university and college, Glenn? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, the (laughs) question. Well, back back in our day, you know, like yeah. it was always, oh, you had to go to university, and yeah, yeah that was the be all and end all, yeah. wasn't it? I, I I don't get the um, yeah. Now that they have tapes that are linked in with the universities, and mm. and that, and I know that when I did my um, sound production course, which was only twelve months, but to do it at university, 
Mm. It was two years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the but the um, TAFE course has even been cut back further for the same course. Uh, same course. But I think in university you probably learn a lot more. Mm. Yeah, then like, yeah, sound production twelve months and yeah, yeah they they um they give you the basics and then you go and learn the rest yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it just money making machines. You know, like um, the cost of a lot of the courses today are just ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they certainly don't make it easy. Um, you know, and some. Some people they'll be paying it off for years and years, even after they you know they finish their degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the way they have it structured here, yeah, like if you go on the the payment scheme, yeah, it's a course can be fifteen thousand dollars, but if you pay up front, it's only about four. Yeah, 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 so. Well, I remember, you know, TAFE courses were very affordable. You know, they'd only be like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Now they're in the thousands. That's basically. it, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, even, I think that even with some of them, that when you do pay it back, it's, it turns out to be a lot less than what they say it was. Mm. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, you know, according to Bo Jackson, it was one of his – Greatest achievements. Yeah. And he actually met his wife at university. Yeah. She's a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Jackson was always comfortable with knowing that he had other options when he retired. So, yeah, he's always had an interest in cooking, just like uh, George Foreman. He yeah. always knew sport would not last forever. And he was prepared for the next chapter in his life. And sport to him was not his sole focus in life. So, you know, that's really helped him, you know, because a lot of uh, athletes, and we've said this, you know, in our last episode and other episodes, you know, how much they struggle. It all comes to an end and, yeah, yeah, they just don't have that structure in their life anymore. He was well prepared for it. Yeah, Yeah, so Bo... Bo Jackson also did some acting and appeared in TV shows such as The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Married with Children. Yeah, you remember those shows? Uh, definitely Married with Children. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's one of, my, one of my favourite shows. Oh, really? And, uh, and uh, one of, an old friend of mine, his father-in-law was very... Very strict and, and never never really laughed, never laughed. Mm. Yeah, never found a joke funny. Yeah. So he was around, he came around to me mate's place and um, and, he, and he made, had married with children on. Yeah. And his father-in-law just started watching, just started laughing and cracking <laughs> his head up and, yeah, my mate was saying... <coughs> I've never seen you smile or laugh. And yeah. Yeah, he just saw it so funny and, yeah, just changed from there on. Yeah. yeah so there was an at Christina Applegate. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I can't think of their names yeah. at the moment. What, yeah. What's your favourite? Is that your favourite American TV show? Yeah, yeah, it would be because it's just... Oh, okay. It's just so... <laughs> 
So so relatable. Oh, I used to be addicted to um remember Melrose Place when that was on? Yeah, no. Nah, yeah. yeah. No, I haven't really got into the American shows much over yeah. the years, but no, I love Melrose Place and yeah. Oh yeah, I'd watch the days of our lives every now and oh, then. Yeah. <laughs> years ago and yeah. um yeah, that that's not on anymore. They haven't uh, shown that on TV here for years. Yeah. I think it's still running over there. Yeah. It's been going for well over 50 years. Yeah. yeah. But you could watch it and then come back five years later and it'll be the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I don't know, it could have been Days of Lives that, um, or one of the other American soapies where this, the, this policeman died mm. and they wrote him out of the show. Yeah. And then... Yeah, is it a couple of years later that his, yeah, his wife was walking in this place, forest, and he and he reappeared from behind the rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they obviously yeah. the the ratings may have gone down, and they decided to introduce him. But just yeah, him appearing behind the rock and then yeah. explaining that he had to disappear for this oh. time and yeah. Oh, I used to love the Brady Bunch when yeah. I was growing up and, um, yeah. yeah, watched every episode, oh, countless times, you know, and yeah. um, oh, I wasn't so much into the comedies. It was more, you know, the detective shows like Monk. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, not really. Yeah, he was a what, what detective with um, OCD, yeah. <laughs> but he was just a genius. Yeah, what about Welcome Back, Cotter? Oh, yeah, that was a ripper. Yeah. yeah. John Travolta, and yeah. that was probably the first time he yeah. was on TV, hey? Yeah. yeah. Laverne and Shirley. Oh, yep, Happy Days. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah didn't mind Happy Days. Yeah. yeah. No, but... Um, no, they were just huge, weren't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so Jackson also had multiple successful business ventures. Yeah, that came from his successful sports career and he was involved with the building of the Bo Jackson Elite Sports Complex, a multi-sports complex in Lockport, Illinois. Now, in 2012, Jackson created and joined Bo Bikes Rama, which was a five-day, 300-mile cycling event in support of victims of the Alabama tornado. Now, on the bike tour, Jackson visited towns and communities devastated by the tornado and was accompanied by celebrities such as Scotty Pippen, Lance Armstrong and Brett Favre. Now, the campaign raised, according to Rebecca Angel from CNN, over $1.1 million for the Alabama Governor's Emergency Relief Fund. Yeah, so let's look at what Bo Jackson's doing today. So Bo Jackson is now 59 years of age. He's married to Linda and has three children, two sons and a daughter, and they live in Burridge, Illinois. Mm. Yeah, so last year Jackson started uh, prom- promoting nutri. Nutraceuticals, which offers a line of CBD products called Herbo Brand CBD. Now, his net worth in 2021 is $25 million. So he's done very well for himself. And that's great, you know, because he didn't have a long professional sports career. But um, I think a lot of it's 
you know, from those successful ad TV ads, yeah, yeah from the marketing campaigns, and yeah. yeah, Jackson has said that he would not let his children play football today because, according to Bob Nightingale from USA Today, Jackson feels the game has become too violent and rough, and he would not have played the game if he knew of the health risks involved, like CTE. So that's a neurodegenerative disease linked to trauma to the head. Um, So Gatorade is also one of Jackson's biggest sponsors And he earns, according to playersbio.com, $1 million annually just from that So additionally, Jackson also endorses Pepsi, AT&T combined and Mountain Dew Sport Now Jackson has been titled as the most persuasive athlete in advertising and earns around $2 million from other endorsements. Now, Jackson is also a known restaurant... Rest... Rest... How do you say that? <laughs> rest... He loves going into restaurants. <laughs> restaurant... I can't pronounce it. <laughs> what, does he own them or...? No, he just likes to... Yeah, rest, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a restaurateur is someone who owns a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> God, glad you could pronounce that, Glenn. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tongue twister, that one. Yeah. He has founded Bo Jackson's Signature Foods and collaborated with Jensen Meat to create Bo Jackson's Bo Burgers by Jensen. Uh-huh. Jackson is part of the RDE's Restaurant Advisory Board. So furthermore, he also operates the Jackson & Partners Restaurant Group Jackson is also a massive investor in banks. Now, at the same time, Jackson also joined the board team of Burr Ridge Bank and Trust. In 2016, Bo Jackson was inducted uh, to the Baseball Reliquaries Shrine of the Eternals and the Las Vegas Raiders still sell Jackson's number 34 jerseys. Now, he also has a charity called called the... Give Me a Chance Foundation, and it's for kids in need. And he has his own meat line as well. <laughs> Gosh. He's a jack of all trades, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So that's the story of Bo Jackson. Okay. What an incredible man he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to look at some other well-known American sports people now. And, yeah, like there's probably quite a few that we uh, – won't get around to mentioning, but these are the ones that really stick out to myself over the past 50 years. Yeah. Um, so, as I know, as we've spoken about very often, well, heaps of times, Muhammad Ali, he was, according to the gruelingtruth.com, the most significant heavyweight champion of all time, who won three major championships, three world championships in the 60s and 70s in the deepest field of heavyweights in history. So you think of, you know, the boxers he beat, like, um, you know, Sonny Liston when he was given no chance. Yeah. That was his first world title. And, you know, his second world title, that was uh, the Rumble in the Jungle against George Foreman. He was given no chance at all. Yeah. You know, and um, his third world title was towards the end of his career in 1978. Yeah. Yeah. So, Michael Phelps, yeah, he's a former Where Are They Now, too. 
He's the most successful and greatest Olympian of all time with a total of 28 medals, 23 gold medals, including 13 individual Olympic gold medals. It's the most of any Olympian by a long way. Now, Phelps won eight gold medals at the 2008 Beijing Olympics, and he competed at five Olympic Games. Just incredible. Now, Michael Jordan. Now, he's without doubt the greatest basketball player of all time. And I think many Americans would, you know, if they ask you the greatest American sports person ever, they'd say Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, six NBA championships with the Chicago Bulls, five MVPs, two Olympic gold medals and 14 all-star appearances. Yeah. And he even had a stint in baseball yeah. in the uh, minor leagues, yeah. Now, the Golden Bear, Jack Nicklaus, is widely considered one of the greatest golfers of all time. Now, he won 117 professional tournaments over 25 years and won a record 18 major championships, three more than the next best, who was Tiger Woods. And I'll never forget, you know, 1986 when he won the Masters at 46 years of age. And he, yeah. yeah, hit that yeah incredible round on the last day. Yeah. Just came out of the clouds and won. Now, Tiger Woods, the most dominant golfer in recent history and one of the greatest of all time. He's the highest money earner in the game, amassing 82 PGA Tour wins, mm. 15 major wins, 41 wins on the European tour. And you just think, you know, if he didn't have all those injuries that he had and the car accidents and the adultery (laughs) scandals, God, he could have gone into the 30s. It's just amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, this is a very underrated performer here. Like, she never really – I don't think she's ever received the recognition she deserves. Venus Williams. Yeah. Yeah, she's often been in her sister's um, shadow. Yeah, yeah, shadow, yeah. So she's a former world number one tennis player and sister of Serena. Now, she won seven Grand Slam singles titles, five Wimbledon and two US Opens. Yeah. Great effort. Now, the super brat, John McEnroe. How can we not put him in there? Now, the volatile former number one tennis player was a brilliant shot maker and volleyer. He's well known for his famous outbursts with officials. And the one that I remember most is that one at the Australian Open in 1990 when he was playing Mikhail Pernfors. And, yeah, yeah, he got up defaulted from the games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really hot day and he just, yeah, just totally lost it. And yeah. yeah, and he attained the world number one ranking in both singles and doubles, winning 77 singles and 78 doubles titles. Now, he won seven Grand Slam singles titles, four US Opens and three Wimbledon titles. And he won nine Grand Slam men's doubles titles as well. So, yeah, he, he excelled, you know, in both, both formats. Yeah, <laughs> Brilliant doubles player. Yeah. Mm. Now, Jimmy Connors. Now, the former world number one tennis player who was world number one from 1974 to 77. Now, he won 109 titles, including eight Grand Slam singles titles, and became the second man in the open era to win three major titles in a calendar year. 
I remember the 1991 US Open. He yeah. was nearly 40 years of age. Yeah. And he, I think he made it to the semi-finals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he was very popular with the crowds, you know. Yeah. He used to carry on on the court as well. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, real entertainer. Now, Mike Tyson, the former professional heavyweight boxer. Iron Mike, who was considered the baddest man on the planet. Now, Tyso was the undisputed heavyweight champion from 1987 to 1990. He won the first 19. He won his first 19 professional fights by knockout, 12 of, of them in the first round. He was the youngest heavyweight boxing champion in history, and the first heavyweight boxer to simultaneously hold the WBA, WBC, and IBF titles. And he's, I remember this in 1988, <laughs> he's knockout of Michael Spinks in just 91 seconds. Yeah. Michael Spinks, he was a great fighter, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyson just destroyed him, absolutely destroyed him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Vander Holyfield, one of his main rivals, Mike Tyson's main rivals, yeah. So he was the world cruiserweight champion in the late 80s. And he became heavyweight champion in the early 90s. He beat um, Buster Douglas. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah, he, re- he remains the only boxer in history to win the undisputed championship in two weight classes. Now, he was four-time world heavyweight champion, <coughs> having unified the WBA, WBC and IBF titles from 1990 to 1992. Uh. I don't know about you, Glenn, but I get lost when they talk about all these different titles in boxing. <laughs> Do yeah, you? So, yeah, so <laughs> I just, yeah. I just wish they'd just have the one, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. and also, yeah, like someone will take on someone else that's got the title. Mm. There's no, I don't know if there's any, like you got to play so many to get up to be able to play. Yeah. To get it to fight against some some level that's got a title. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just a bit all over the place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Makes it difficult to follow. So, yeah, Kobe Bryant. So he was a brilliant professional basketball player over a 20-year career with the LA Lakers. I remember um, being in America in 1999, watching him play for the Lakers on TV. Yeah. Oh, he was just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, so he's considered by many to be the greatest basketball player of all time, so that's a massive rap. You know, yeah. when you think of um, so many great American basketballers, like yeah. Michael Jordan, Larry yeah. Bird, you know, um, yeah, Stephen Curry, who's, at, you know, today, and oh, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, you could just go on forever. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, according to discoverwalks.com, in 1918, uh, 2018, sorry, he won the Academy Award for the Best Animated Short Film, Dear Basketball 2017. Yeah, so, Kobe Bryant, he sadly died in a helicopter crash in 2020 with his daughter. Yeah. It was a very sad day, that. Yes. Yeah, sadly missed. Now, Tom Brady. Now, according to Jeff Kerr in CBSSports.com, Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. He has the most Super Bowl MVPs in NFL history and seven championships. And he's still playing well into his 40s. 
I wonder if, if he'll ever retire. Yeah. <laughs> he might be there when he's like 82 with his walking stick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, touchdown. He's young. Yeah, still signing big contracts. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, 624 passing touchdowns. It's the greatest in the game's history. Now, Mark Spitz, we're going right back now. Now, he was a swimmer who won seven gold medals at the 1972 Munich Olympics, and that record stood for 36 years until Michael Phelps broke his record. Now, Spitz is a nine-time Olympic champion. Now, Joe Freezer, Smoking Joe. He was known for his great strength, punching power, and was the first boxer to defeat the great Muhammad Ali. Now, Fraser reigned as the undisputed heavyweight champion from 1970 to 73, and he won Olympic gold in 1964 at the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Now, George Foreman. Yeah. We all know about him, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, former two-time heavyweight boxing champion. Big George competed between... 1967 and 1997, and was also an Olympic gold medalist. And, yeah, the rumble in the jungle with Ali. It's probably the um, one of the greatest sporting events ever. Yeah. yeah, and he became a successful entrepreneur and a minister and an author. Mm. Mm. Now, I think, uh, where are we? Here we are. Pete Sampras. So he was a former world number one tennis player. He won the 1990 US Open. I remember that. He was just a kid then. And then he went on to win 14 Grand Slam singles titles, which was a record at the time. Now, his career ended in 2002 with a US Open win, and he won seven Wimbledon singles titles, two Australian and five US Open titles. And he won 64 singles titles throughout his career. And he held the number one position for 286 weeks. Now, Chris Evert, she's a former world number one female tennis player of the 70s and 80s. She won 18 Grand Slam singles titles. She finished world number one at the end of the year seven times. Now, overall, Evert won 157 singles titles and 32 doubles titles. Mm-hmm. And she reached 34 Grand Slam finals, more than any other player in the professional tennis era. And according to CNN, Everett holds the record for the most consecutive years. So that's 13 years winning at least one Grand Slam title. She was married to Greg Norman for a little while too. Yeah, Yeah, they had a short marriage. Carl Lewis, he was an outstanding track and field athlete. He won nine gold medals over four Olympics. In the 100 metres, 200 metres, and the long jump and relays. And Michael Johnson, he was a sprinter. He won four Olympic gold medals and eight world championship gold medals. And he held world and Olympic records in the 200 metres and 400 metres. Yeah, I'll never forget his beautiful running style. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Mickelson, so he's a professional golfer. He's won 45 times on the PGA Tour. And he's won six major championships, three Masters titles, two PGA championships and one British Open. Now, when he won the 2021 PGA Championship, Mickelson became the oldest major champion in history 
at nearly 51 years of age. Now, Andre Agassi, the former world number one tennis player, who won eight Grand Slam singles titles and Olympic gold medal. Now, he achieved a career Grand Slam, winning all Grand Slam titles on all surfaces and also one of only two men to achieve a career Super Slam. So that's a career Grand Slam plus Olympic gold and the year-end championships. And Janet Evans, she's a former swimmer who was a world champion and world record holder. She won a total of four gold medals, mainly in distance freestyle events, at the 1988 and 1992 Olympics. And I remember she uh, handed the torch to Muhammad Ali at the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Yeah. yeah, that image just, you know, is... Will always be there for, yeah, you know. She handed the um, the flame, you know, the yeah. Yeah, to Muhammad, and you know, with his Parkinson's yeah. disease, yeah, yeah. You now he's shaking and he yeah. lit the flame. It was great yeah. to watch. Yeah, mm. that would have been a wonderful moment for her too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, when the Olympics were in Sydney, yeah, in the. Uh, yeah, well, I was living in Lura at the time, yeah. and yeah, we all, everyone <laughs> in the whole town, I think, you know, was uh, up the main street there in Lura, watching yeah. the flame go past. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it came through Lake Car where I was living at the time. Oh yeah, yeah, all gone. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for the main drag there. Well, when it landed, it landed in um, Northern Territory. I think it landed near Ayers Rock. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, like I remember I had the and I've still got it in that yellow suitcase of the uh the path that it took around Australia. Yeah. yeah just incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh Tom Watson, he was a professional golfer who, who excelled mainly in the nineteen seventies and eighties. And he won eight major championships, which included five British Opens, two Masters and one US Open. And he was the winner of the PGA Tour money list five times. And he was, according to McCormack World Golf Rankings, from 1978 to 1992, the number one player in the world. Yeah. Now, Greg Laganis. Now, he is one of, or if not the greatest, diver of all time. He won gold medals at the 1984 and 88 Olympics on both the springboard and platform and is one of only two divers in Olympic history to sweep the diving events at consecutive Olympic Games. Another one is uh, Jackie, Jackie Joyner-Kersey. Now, she's a former track and field athlete who excelled in the long jump and the heptathlon, and she overcame severe asthma too to achieve all that. Now, she won three gold, one silver, and two bronze medals at the Olympics. And lastly... Joe Montana. Now, he won four Super Bowl titles. Now, he was a quarterback, which he threw zero interceptions. Yeah, yeah and we spoke about him uh, one of our other episodes about, um, you know, how he promotes his shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's got a type of sh- sh- um, sneaker that he um. promotes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was in the episode Sports People with Interesting Careers yeah. Once Retired. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So, we'll do our Who Am I now. The reveal of this week's Who Am I. This week's Who Am I. And the answer is Katie Ledecky. Ledecky. Yeah. So. And you've got a top five for this episode. Yeah, so what would be your top five or number one? Where oh. would you go? Jeez, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Tom Brady yeah. is still going. Mm. Parent too. Yep. So he'd be your number one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one that I didn't put on there, but I should have put in that top five. You've you got to have Serena Williams in there. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. You just – I'd put her there probably – well, number five, I've got Pete Sampras. And Carl Lewis tied. Yeah. I'm going to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> number four, I'll go Tom Brady and Serena Williams. Yeah. Number three, Michael Jordan. Who have I got number two? Michael Phelps. Yeah. You know, greatest Olympian ever. Um, and number one. Yeah, number one. <laughs> Tiger Woods. <laughs> I've got to go Tiger. Yeah. Well, just, you know, he changed that the game of sport. Yeah. Yeah. I did ask you last night about studying up on the, the five um, um, oh, yeah. top American sports which have I've put together uh, five sound effects. Not mm-hmm. sound effects, but sound bites. Yeah. So see if you can... Work it out which soundbite is for which sport. Okay. Sport number one in America. Ryan gonna float it for the touchdown. Seattle back. Sport number two in America. Sandrist in the right center field. Going to get it. Peterson. Tagging Bryant. Tagging Rizzo. Two nothing runner at third. One out. Sport number three in America. Against the Chicago Bulls. Cedar running. Hurry, a sniper from downtown. Knocks it down. Sport number four in America. Keeps battling against Zidlitsky, and he scores! An impossible goal! And how about that? A little chip back, Kanda. Through the leg, put his back to the net. And sport number five in America. That turned to that ball hanging up into the wind. It was blowing much more fiercely earlier. Larry with the layup! Okay. Yeah. yeah, I um, it was only the last one I struggled with. Number yeah. one was American football. Yeah. Number two was baseball. Yeah. Three basketball. Yeah. Four ice hockey. Yeah. Now five. I'm gonna go. Oh gee, it was a big roar, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because th- th- this was uh, um against another country. <sighs> I'm going to go soccer. Yeah. Oh, I've got it right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, so. Well done, Glenn, for putting that together. Yeah. yeah. What's on next episode? So next episode, so yeah, we spoke about a, uh, a great athlete today who excelled in two sports. So I thought we might... 
just you know go and explore that a bit further look yeah. at other athletes you yeah. know and some especially closer to home who have excelled in two sports okay over the years and uh, there's another american sports person we'll talk about next week who uh he's up there with yeah. what bo jackson did okay yeah Okay, so yeah, look forward to talking about that next time. So thank you for joining us for this episode of The Sports Shack. So it's a goodbye from Paul. It's a goodbye from Glenn. Goodbye. Hey. G'day, it's me again. Please check out The Sporting Shack on Facebook if you like this for posts and other likes and shares. Have a great sporting week. Please check out Gold Studio Productions on Facebook. Until next time...